How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time, do me a favor. Make sure you go and subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're listening. You can also follow on social media at that Curious Jones. You can watch some clips on YouTube if you search it. And uh, if you've listened before, do me a favor, leave a review. Let me know what your favorite episode is, maybe others who you would like to see on the show. And uh, yeah, it's the best way to support it if you want to support it. This episode is brought to you by Action, Specialty Roast Coffee and Natural Supplements. Now, you know that I'm an obvious supporter of Action because I'm a partner in Action. But I have to be honest, uh, I've really leveraged Active, which is our hemp and turmeric-based product designed for the reduction of inflammation. If you do some research on turmeric and its active compound curcumin, there's a lot of research that shows the benefits on the reduction of inflammation, which I recently suffered a knee injury and have leveraged active, kind of doubled up on it. I take two capsules uh, every night before bed to help with inflammation and I'm back at it. I was back in the gym today, did some kettlebells, did some leg workout to try to help strengthen my knee. And uh, yeah, it's going well. And I credit active a whole hell of a lot for it. If you go to drinkaction.com and you use code word curious, you'll get 15% off. You can also grab specialty roast coffee. It's the best specialty roast coffee you're going to find in the market. We've got a hell of a roaster. Our master roaster, Joe down in Austin, Texas does a fucking bang up job making coffee. And if you're a coffee drinker, you're doing yourself a huge, huge injustice. If you don't try it, go to drinkaction.com. That's action with a K or go to the Instagram page to follow along for additional promos at drink action and uh, make sure that you check out all the other cool stuff, the apparel, Anthony Rumble Johnson's line, different products, go to drinkaction.com code word curious and enjoy this episode. I did not expect to be doing a podcast solo today, but you roll with the punches. And uh, my guest had some family things come up, and that's obviously more important than this podcast. So yeah, doing it by myself. And I wanted to do more of these, even if it's just a couple every month, I think it's a good change of pace. I definitely enjoy talking to people more than I enjoy just talking by myself, but I don't know this is a little different. So we're going to go with it and see uh, how you guys like it. Speaking to that whole feeling sorry for yourself because bad things happen. It's certainly been something that's been on my mind lately. I felt like the world's been working against me and whether it's, uh, you know, shit, my guitar fell off the wall here in the studio and uh, landed on the corner of this table. And it took a big chunk out of the edge of it. Not something I can probably get fixed. Really bummed out about it. Uh, I think most of you know I hurt my knee in jujitsu about a little over two months ago now. It's been a big pain in the ass walking around in a knee brace, being out of uh, being able to train. I had two vehicles that had body damage that I needed to go and 
have that taken care of. And best of all, on Father's Day, I had my air conditioning unit take a shit and a big water leak in my attic that dripped through my ceiling into my foyer, dripped onto my stairs and ruined. They're going to have to cut a big hole in my ceiling and take a chunk out. So yeah, life has kind of been a challenge. And then I woke up this morning and turned on the television, getting ready for my day. And I saw this breaking news about a condo in Miami-Dade County, which had just completely collapsed. Half of this building, 12-story building, half of it gone. Talk about a perspective enhancer. It's really, really easy to get caught up in feeling sorry for yourself. And some of that, I think, is that we live in a time where life is easy. I mean, you can just go to Amazon. You can order whatever the hell you want. They'll deliver it to your house most often the very next day. We carry around this little computer in our pocket, gives us access to the world. You can run a multi-million dollar company from it. Easy. I think we just have this innate desire to solve problems. And so when we don't have them, we go looking for them. And it takes up time. Like how many people... I'm guilty of it, wasting time worrying about things that you either can't control or that don't matter. I know that's a characteristic of very successful people. They just, they're ultra focused. They don't have time for the bullshit. And, you know, it's horrible that it takes a tragedy like this to bring that to the forefront of your thoughts, but that did for me. And I mean, Jesus, I feel for everybody who's affected by that. But it definitely makes you realize, number one, how short life is and how unexpected things can happen in the blink of an eye. I mean, these people were asleep. 1.30 in the morning. You know, I think about that. There's a, over like 100 people missing. think over 70 units, completely gone. You know, all those people expected to wake up the next morning. Makes the things that were so disruptive in my life, the things that I thought were such a big deal, made them very, very trivial, very quickly. So just food for thought. Definitely don't want to keep this negative by any stretch. Um, although I do have somewhat of a dark thought process on something that I read that was shocking in a way, especially given his rhetoric. Um, John McAfee, the founder of McAfee antivirus, who was definitely a strange guy, uh, very controversial. 
I actually had the chance to hear him speak. He was a keynote speaker at a technology conference that I was at a few years back. And it was very interesting. Uh, you could tell he was a very intelligent man, but he was on the run from the U.S. government for a while because of, I think, tax evasion. And he was in Belize. And then he was accused of murdering his neighbor, which he completely denied. He said it was a setup. But yeah, he uh, was posting a lot of stuff on social media recently about information that he supposedly had on high-ranking government officials and that if he was to ever wind up dead or missing, he would not kill himself. And so people needed to know that now. And then he got a tattoo and he posted a photo of it and it said schwacked, like schwacked, S-C-H-W-A-C-K-E-D, I believe. And the S was a dollar sign fucking creepy they find the guy hanging in a jail cell in spain where he was arrested i think in like october of last year on this whole like tax situation with the u.s and he was just informed that he was going to be extradited back to the u.s and his cellmate yeah he just wasn't in the cell at the time you know I don't know. Maybe John McAfee was so crazy. He decided to put all this out in the world and then hang himself laughing all the way to it because he knew people like you and I would be sitting here talking about it. Not what I believe. I think you probably know what my thought process is and I don't know. Maybe John McAfee's not even dead. No, I think he's probably dead, but I don't think that he hung himself, folks. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Definitely worth looking into. And so is this shit with Britney Spears. So fucking shit, man. I am 34-year-old man, and I can't get enough of this crazy-ass story. And I feel bad for her. I mean... Britney Spears is 40 years old and her crazy ass drunk father, Jamie, and his lawyer, whose name is Andrew Wallet. Get that shit. Andrew Wallet. I hope to God that he was born with that name. I mean, it's kind of a shitty name to be born with, but if you changed your name to Andrew Wallet and you're a lawyer, man, you're a real slime ball. But um, yeah. If you didn't hear, uh, they released audio of, I think it was her last court date specific to this whole conservatorship where her father, the lawyers are controlling every aspect of her life. Um, I mean, she went on and, and spoke freely about the fact that they've medicated her. They forced her to work. She pays salaries to these people, even though she doesn't want them around. And then they're taking the money that she's making and controlling it and not allowing her to have access to it. They even fucking implanted an IUD 
in her body so that she can't get pregnant. And they won't let her remove it. She's 40 years old. Like, how do you justify that? And she said it better than anybody. She, she's like, I'm supporting all of these people financially. I'm stable enough to go and perform and make money for all of these people. Yet I need to be controlled and have a conservatorship put over top of me. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I mean, let's be real. She's done some pretty wild shit. But if you think about it, this guy, her dad, seems like he's been milking the system fuck since she was a little kid. I mean, she was on Star Search with Ed McMahon. She was in Mouseketeer on the Mickey Mouse Club. I mean, her whole life has been performing and this deadbeat of a dad has just latched on. And when she finally got to the point where she could, you know, cut the guy off. Nope. We need to control you, sweetheart. Here, choose some lithium. We have to be living in a simulation. I mean, the guy's fucking last name, the lawyer's name is Wallet. I guess it could make sense. I mean, when the guy's last name is Wallet, it really makes me think it's a simulation, but I had a different theory that I actually shared with my brother, and to my surprise, he did not shoot me down. He entertained it, and uh, I don't know. I figured I'd share it here. So I was in my basement, and I was cleaning the cobwebs out of the corner of the back room of my basement, and I started to think about it. Uh, Imagine the cobwebs of that basement being magnified to the point where you could see the atoms that make up whatever it is that makes up cobwebs, probably dust and like skin particles and all kinds of other gross stuff that's floating around through the air. But imagine if you could look at the, the atoms, you're down at the atom level. And it kind of got me thinking, maybe people, humans, maybe we are like the atoms that make up the cobwebs of somebody else's basement, so to speak. I wonder if that is like similar, you know what I mean? Like we can only see so far out into the universe and what we see, you know, maybe that's just like looking through the cobweb. And then what if we're in a house that just, maybe it's been abandoned for a long time. Nobody's cleaned it. And uh, somebody bought it and somebody's going to come through and wipe away all the cobwebs. Poof. No more existence. I don't know. Definitely was probably a little too high, as I said. But yeah, it uh, to me is a little bit more of a realistic theory than the simulation thing, I guess. It's like, if you look in you extract, like there's always something smaller that we can magnify in on and see, why would we think that we are the top of it all? Like we, you'd have to imagine that we're just a small microcosm of something much, much larger that we can't even understand. 
I know I'm crazy. But isn't that what's fun to be able to like sit here and think about these weird possibilities and and just like be curious about things. That's why I called this podcast The Curious Jones. It's always been my mentality. If you can't imagine things and have curiosity as to why things happen or why they exist, that's such a part of being alive. At least it is for me. I enjoy that. Thank you for listening. More episodes coming soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.